70s and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Wednesday hump day, September the 27th. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, baseball's wild card races are really up in the air. All, just about all the divisions have been uh, captured, I do believe. Meanwhile, uh, one Hall of Famer baseball player passed away. Yes, he will talk a little bit about him. Saints make some uh, adjustments to their salaries. The LSU is taking advantage of their air-conditioned helmets. And, of course, we'll have some high school coaches on today uh, to speak about their teams and their upcoming games. But in the meantime, uh, baseball, wild card race is heating up. Uh, not good news for Cubs and Astros fans last night, but they're still holding on to uh, their uh, positions right now. Meanwhile, uh, the Phillies uh, clinching their playoffs, the Brewers winning their division and more. Meanwhile, the Phillies uh, beat the Pirates last night, 3-2 to two, to uh, the reigning uh, NL champs. Won on a walk-off to secure their postseason berth. And uh, with a win, their sixth straight game. Meanwhile, the Mariners uh, down the Astros last night. Seattle won at home to move within a half game of Houston for the third wild-court spot. And they hold the tiebreaker, too. Meanwhile, the Cubs. Blew a 6 nothing lead and um, a lead to fall a game behind Arizona for the second wild court spot. And, uh, Jeff, I know that must have been tough to watch last night or even listen to. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't even just that uh, Sia Suzuki uh, dropped fly ball that yeah. scored the two uh, eventual uh, tying and go-ahead winning runs. Uh, it was giving up the 6-0 lead uh, throughout the game. Uh, Again, so uh, problematic of the Cubs this year to get these early leads but not be able to hold them. Uh, shame because Steele had such a great effort again uh, for the Cubs. Another quality start. Just see the bullpen let it go. But again, you know, seeing you know, Sia Suzuki is such a strong right fielder, I'm, I'm worried if the Cubs uh, don't make the playoffs that he doesn't fall on a sword of some sort. Uh, the, the pride in Japanese people, you know. Oh, Harry Carey. Uh, in the meantime, uh, last night the Braves scored, what, two runs in the bottom of the ninth? Eighth. Eighth to go on to take the lead and then uh, hold the Cubs I mean, off. it was two outs, a simple fly ball to right with a couple runners on base, and I, I never looked for an explanation. I don't know if Sia lost it somewhere in the well, lights. Well, he said he lost it in the lights. It's what he, I heard this morning uh, Without uh, with that. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks uh, take care of uh, the White Sox 15-4. to Arizona came back from a 4-1 down. I was going to say, I was watching that game, too, and I thought, hey, the White Sox coming through for me. <laughs> Early 3 nothing lead, and then it was 4-1, to and then I turned and looked, and they were down like 8-4, to and I'm like, come on. Anyway, the Cardinals, of all people, beat the Brewers last night in Milwaukee. Milwaukee didn't win, but it still had the reason to celebrate with the Cubbies' loss, so uh, it helped them clinch the National League Central. Meanwhile, uh, close races over in the AL East. The Orioles and the Rays both won, so Baltimore remains uh, two and a half games ahead. Uh, with that also in the AL wildcard, the Blue Jays, meanwhile, lost to the Yankees to stay one and a half games ahead of the Astros for the second wildcard spot. Out in the AL West, the Rangers lost to the Angels to stay two and a half games ahead of the Astros and three games ahead of the Mariners. Meanwhile, in the NL wildcard, the Marlins, their game was postponed yesterday. They're just a half game back of the Cubs for the third spot. The Reds beat the Guardians to move within one and a half games of the Cubs. Meanwhile, if the season ended today, uh, here's who would be playing in the wildcard series, best of three. 
and uh, who would earn buys of the Division Series best of five. Meanwhile, the AL wild card starts October the 3rd. Number six, Astros at the number three, Twins. Number five, Blue Jays at number four, Rays. Elsewhere at the NL wild card, uh, the number six, Cubs, would be at the number three, Brewers. Number five, Diamondbacks at the number four, Phillies. In the ALDS, October 7th, the Rays and Blue Jays at the number one, Orioles. Twins or Astros at the number two Rangers. Meanwhile, in the NLDS, October 7th, Phillies or Diamondbacks at the Braves, number one, and the Brewers or Cubs at the number two Dodgers. So, uh, just that, yeah. yeah, just uh, amazing that, uh, you know, we still have uh, five games left uh, with the Marlins rained out. I hadn't seen if they're going to play a doubleheader maybe today at a bar with regards to uh, their game that was uh, rained out yesterday. Well, they're they're uh, playing a 3 o'clock game, and let's see if they're playing later today, too. Yeah, it is a doubleheader today All right. in New York. So uh, they're going to play two games today. Meanwhile, uh, coming out of Baltimore press release uh, yesterday sometime uh, with regards to the human vacuum, Brooks Robinson, born in Little Rock, Arkansas, made it to the big leagues, and uh, one of the finest fielding third basemen the game of baseball has ever seen uh, passed away yesterday uh, from uh, – I didn't see what uh, took his life uh, for Brooks Robinson, but in the meantime, uh, Brooks Robinson, Gold Glover, I think he won it 16 times more than any other position player other than, of all things, a pitcher by the name of Greg Maddox who won 18 gold gloves during his time with the Cubs, the Braves. And uh, it doesn't say much about fielding pitchers. Yeah, that, you're right. It, it's not a priority for him, and it's a shame. It really is, and uh, Maddox, I think, has won more gold gloves than uh, anybody in the history of baseball. But in the meantime, Brooks Robinson, uh, third baseman, as I mentioned. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they they showed a highlight reel just of the 1970 World Series, and it was amazing, just what he did against the Reds. Yeah, throwing out Lee May, you know, and that ball way past, fair ball, but past the third base. I mean, it seemed like the highlight reel for just that series, that seven-game series against the Reds, lasted ten minutes. I mean, it was just amazing, both home and away. Yeah, and also the MVP in the league, 1964. I think he was MVP of an all-star game. He was also an MVP doing uh, that series, I think, against the Reds in yeah. the World Series in 1970. And actually, it was only a five-game series, but still, I mean, just an impressive performance. Yeah. Brooks Robinson just and he was unique that he wanted the his batting helmet had a trim to it. Uh, he didn't have that tip on it like most players did today. It was maybe what an inch. Uh, it was a couple a, inches. At, it was about half of what uh, normal uh, beak is. And uh, never did get to see him play. Of course, uh, Houston over in the uh, National League and made games in Atlanta and St. Louis, but never did see uh, Brooks play. Uh, Hall of Famer uh, was a. First time inductee uh, through his course of his life. And uh, Brooks Robinson, uh, what more can you say? Uh, uh, just a fabulous third baseman. Could hit, uh, run. Uh, wasn't the fastest, swiftest of runners. But uh, I think he commented on, they had a little bio of him, that he hit in more double plays, I think, in anybody in the history of baseball. I don't know that was a tongue-in-cheek. But uh, Robinson never had the swiftest feet or the greatest arm. All he did was uh, make plays uh, to beat you. And Brooks Robinson uh, passing away at 86. So, uh uh, Hall of Famer indeed. Meanwhile, the Saints, uh, news out for the Saints, too, in that regard, as the Saints uh, uh, make some moves yesterday uh, with that, as the Saints uh, 
uh, cut a veteran wide receiver, and they also brought an old friend back, a quarterback uh, for the Saints. Uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints added another quarterback to their roster after Derek Carr suffered that shoulder injury uh, last week. The Saints have been uh, looking to add a bit of a quarterback depth to the offense, and they did that yesterday with the Saints assigning a quarterback, Jake Luton, off the Carolina Panthers practice squad to their 53-man roster. Luton has spent time with the Saints previously, bounced around uh, their practice squad and active roster multiple times over the last year. Luton was recently spent time with the Panthers. Uh, he was drafted by Jacksonville Jaguars in the sixth round of the 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, Luton spent time uh, with the team, and coaches certainly could have played his role in addition to by the front office. Expect Luton to be a backup option for the Jameis Winston at Tyson Hill while Carr is out. And still haven't heard much more on Carr uh, at times. They mentioned week to week. Uh, is it uh, that uh, I didn't see initially? They even said day to day, but uh, I'd say uh, Derek Carr is going to be out maybe three, possibly four weeks as the Saints uh, will host Tampa Bay, uh, the Buccaneers, this weekend over in the Superdome for a noon kickoff. Meanwhile, yesterday also, the Saints made a roster move on Tuesday, two days after their loss to the Packers. The Saints have released wide receiver Tricon Smith from the IR. He's now a free agent, and uh, that was confirmed by one of the Large uh, sports networks, Smith, a former third-round pick uh, in the 2018 NFL Draft, has spent his entire five years uh, career with the Saints. He spent all three games this season on the Saints injured reserve uh, list. During his NFL career, Smith had recorded 131 receptions for 1,764 yards and 18 touchdowns in 66 games played. While it remains to be seen where Smith lands on the open market, he has proven uh, to be valuable asset with the production and ability to stay on most healthy during the season. But the Saints have a divisional matchup, as I mentioned, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at uh, Superdome this coming uh, Sunday at noon. Uh, with that, uh, the the Saints um, just uh, have to uh, get their act together to see if uh, how things are going to come. Tampa Bay comes in. They, like the Saints this weekend, lost their first game uh, of the year and uh, kind of see if the Saints can put a little distance between them and Tampa Bay and also uh, with uh, Atlanta at 2-1 and one also losing their game, first game of the year. Carolina still sits at 0-3. Elsewhere, uh, some college football news is the college football playoff debate continues. Is it 6 plus 6 or 5 plus 7? Meanwhile, the college football playoff management uh, committee is in Rosemont, Illinois, this week to discuss, among uh, other things, the potential changes to the expanded playoff model. And where it stands right now is at a 12-team concept was approved last year and, and is set to debut in 2024. But in the wake of the Pac-12's implosion and the ensuing realignment, officials are considering adjustments. And that's reported by one of the large sports uh, agencies. Uh, the approved model is described as a 6 plus 6 model as it grants automatic qualifiers to the six highest-ranked conference champions and at-large bids to the next six highest-ranked teams. 
commissioners emerged from their meeting uh, last meeting in Dallas four weeks ago with an alignment around five plus seven, which would eliminate an automatic qualifying spot and an at add an at large berth. And what the big guys are saying, we really uh, need to make a decision this fall. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips told uh, one of the sports bureaus, "I do believe there has to be some reward for being a conference champion that needs to be placed in whatever model we decide." Whether that's six plus six or five plus seven, maybe it's the same format that we've agreed upon, and maybe it's the top five conferences or the top five ranked teams or the champions of the four conferences and the best group of five. What the little guys are saying in an interview last month, uh, American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Arisco uh, told uh, uh, one of the sports bureaus that he'd fight any adjustment from the six six uh, six plus six. He said, our 65 and grouping have excess, uh, Arosco said, of the group of five and a term he avoids using. You want this to be a national tournament. I like to keep it at six automatic qualifiers, but I understand that you have to have a discussion. Of note, any changes must be unanimously approved by the CFP Management Committee, which is made up of uh, 10 FBS conference commissioners plus Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick uh, in the meantime. So uh, elsewhere uh, with that, uh, we'll see how that all come into play. Anyway, also um, when our PGA professional comes in maybe a little later on this morning, uh, the 44th Ryder Cup starts in two days at Marco Simon Golf Club, which offers uh, uh, just a thousand-year-old castle, for which, of course, uh, was named. Anyway, the course will play to a par of 71 and a length of 7,181 yards this week, including three driving, uh, drivable par fours like the 352-16th. Uh, meanwhile, the 18th hole is 597 yards of Behemoth. Longest closing par five in Ryder Cup history, and that should provide plenty of drama for the matches that come down to the final hole. Uh, meanwhile, uh, NFL power rankings are out, too. The Saints stay at 16. Of course, the Dolphins' historic victory vaulted them into the top five this week. NFL power rankings courtesy of uh, one of the national uh, sports bureaus where it stands. Three teams have no losses. That's the 49ers, Eagles, and Dolphins, while four have no wins, the Vikings, the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Bears. The Colts were this week's biggest riser after beating up on Baltimore, uh, while the uh, Jaguars were the biggest uh, faller after losing to Houston. Uh, Looking at the... uh, Ratings right now, the 49ers, Eagles, and Chiefs are 1-2-3, followed by the Bills and Dolphins. The Cowboys are down three. They're at six. The Lions at seventh. Browns eighth. Ravens ninth. Seahawks tenth. Routing out the next five, 11th. The Bengals 12th. Packers 13th. The Saints, they're down four. Meanwhile, the Steelers uh, up one at uh, 14th. The Falcons also at 15th. Commanders for the next five uh, at 16. Patriots, Chargers, Colts, and Buccaneers. Meanwhile, the next five at 21. The Jaguars, Jets, Rams, Vikings, and the Titans. Uh, bringing up the bottom seven, the Giants, Texans, Cardinals, Raiders, Panthers, Broncos, and the Bears. Uh, and coming Sunday, two feature two clashes between top ten teams, and that also happens to be a division rivals. The Dolphins will be at the Bills, while the Ravens will be at the Browns. So uh, uh, interesting uh, format uh, with that coming up uh, for uh, 
the uh, professional leagues. Meanwhile, um, out of LSU, you know, we talked about this uh, last spring or maybe it was early in the summer, Jeff, about their air-conditioned helmets. Yeah, you know, uh, somebody asked me about those the other day as if he had just heard about it, and I said, well, I mean, we talked about it months, months ago, uh, but, then, but then I hadn't heard anything about it. They no used one, them in the spring. Yeah. They had them in the spring football, and uh, LSU's athletic department's hoping that the cooler heads prevail on the football field this season. Of course, LSU has partnered with a Louisiana-based company, Tiger Air, of all things, to provide its football players with a state-of-the-art air-conditioned helmets. In fact, they've been wearing them since the spring. Have they used them in games? I think they have. Have they talked about their effectiveness. Yeah, and this is where it, this article goes, according to one of the national publications. Uh, Tiger Air has officially launched its Cyclone product, which gives athletes a cooler sensation inside the helmet. And anyone who's ever visited Baton Rouge in the summer knows it's hot here. Anyway, LSU players will wear air-conditioned helmets for all practices and games in 2023. The helmets reportedly have a five-hour lifespan before uh, needing to be charged, and they last up to uh, four years. Anyway, uh, that feels good, bro, says tight end Mac Markway. cried, if I'm running in this, uh, I ain't sweating, and it's all like it's cold. Anyway, if you look at most uh, primitive form of an air conditioner, just displacing the heat and moving it somewhere else, is it's an air conditioner. Not quite. Tiger Air CEO Jack uh, Karavich explained uh, to one of the national publications that there's no refrigerator or any of that. I would say it's just elegantly designed to air movement system that uses very powerful microelectronics and blowers to move air around. They might be the first, but LSU isn't the only college football program to have approached Tiger Air about cooling helmets. He said, uh, we just had an incredible partnership with schools like Texas and Alabama that are soon to be, of course, Texas soon to be an SEC school, which saw the value in what we're building. Karavich said uh, that I think it's something where you have two major programs that are going out and they're not looking for a magic bullet to fix how we deal with the uh, heat, but they're really looking for something to add to their arsenal of all the uh, things that they do in order to make players more comfortable and safer. But air-conditioned helmets for the Tigers, Jeff, and uh, it's interesting, too, uh, as some of the players say, it's just it's a cooling feeling. And you wonder how it goes with, uh, of course, the heat uh, not going to last too much longer, but uh, I'd say another few weeks, uh, of course, running around in uh, an afternoon game or even in an early evening game with the humidity and all in uh, this particular area. But uh, And you wonder, I hadn't heard any comments like you mentioned with regards. I hadn't forgotten about it until a buddy said he saw something about it, and I said, yeah, I, I, I remember hearing about it months ago. But I hadn't heard any kind of update uh, on its effectiveness. Yeah, and uh, has it helped the players stay cool throughout the uh, game? Uh, of course, you know as well as I do, you see these players come to the sideline and they take some of this ammonia water uh, and keep the, get the freshness back in their head and, uh, of course, drinking water all the time. But uh hadn't heard, a, 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 like you mentioned, a thing about uh, through the course of the games as the Tigers have played uh, four football games and uh, – uh, of course, one in uh, an early afternoon game. And, uh, uh, of course, they'll be playing Ole Miss. I think the kickoff is for 5 o'clock up in Oxford. And uh, it's, I'm sure it's still up. It's hot up in Oxford uh, at 5 o'clock. Oh, no doubt. Through the course of the game, I'm sure the temperature would be in the high 80s uh, in that regard. So, But in the meantime, hadn't heard a, a thing about that uh, with regards to the, uh, uh, I want to say, the Tigers' uh 
playing in and they said they they wore them during the spring and uh worked out some in the summer and uh have played four games and uh, maybe we'll hear something about it uh through the course of the game this coming uh saturday evening as they take on Ole miss up in oxford for uh, a big sec brawl i think the tigers are favored my three points two and a half somewhere in there uh should be interesting matchup so uh Ole miss coming up a uh, off a loss to uh, Alabama 24-10 while the Tigers were easing past the Razorbacks 34-31 in a very uh, uh, close game um, in and out. Arkansas took an early lead. The Tigers come back in the second half uh, as uh, some depth that takes place. So, In the meantime, Jeff, I uh, don't know if we're ready uh, for our first break. We've got a couple high school coaches coming on uh, during the show in two different segments. So uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day Wednesday, September the 27th. We'll be right back with more right after this. Jacob Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands Thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com, where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com hey guys if you're looking for the top golf experience in iberia parish you need to look no further than cane row golf and turf club low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens the recently refurbished sand traps and incredibly plush fairways and by the way you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy cane row the brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers pizza wings and many other choices along with absolutely the best most potent margaritas that you've ever tried so whether it's golf food or just some fun come to cane row and enjoy now back to bayou sports on the all-new cane 107.5 welcome back to bayou sports here on cane radio fm 107.5 and am 1240 and uh, as we're trying to reach one of our coaches uh on the line here uh stick with us uh in the meantime uh, uh high school football uh uh, another more big action as uh, teams, most of the teams heading to a uh, uh, district. And uh, on the line with us is head football coach uh, Rick Hudson of the Highland Baptist uh, Bears. Coach, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Anyway, Coach, uh, you uh, had to take on Hanson uh, this past uh, week, and the Tigers uh, have uh, made some improvements over the years. They've gotten a little better, uh, the Tigers. And uh, why don't you give our listeners a little update of your game last week and of your future opponent uh, this week? Well, they're, they're, this is the group they said they've been waiting on since they were in seventh grade over at Hanson, and, 
and uh, you know they've got 14 seniors, and they all are are very talented and have good size. Uh, you know, one of the top teams in our in our classification, and uh, you know they were averaging 45 points a game coming into our game, and we didn't hold them under their average, but uh, we did get a little bit better uh, offensively last week. Uh, got Parker back, and uh, you know we're able to finally make move the ball a little bit and score some points. And with that, Coach, uh, you uh, as you mentioned, y'all put 26 points up on the board, so uh, you had to be doing some things well. Uh, I know uh, you struggled a little bit, but uh, in the meantime, like you said, this Hanson program, uh, they were down for a few years, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, the the faithful over at Hanson were looking to forward to some of these uh, middle schoolers getting up in uh, age and uh, playing pretty good football. And uh, with that, uh, Coach, uh, uh, you've got another big game this weekend, probably uh, against probably one of the better teams in southwestern Louisiana. Is y'all going to journey to Abbeville to take on the Vermilion Catholic Screaming Eagles, and they're finding your quarterback by the name of Dortes. Yeah, he's really good. He was a defense, or excuse me, offensive MVP of the of the uh, district last year, and uh, they're relying on him quite a bit this year. Their numbers are down uh, uh, at, at VC this year, but uh, you know. They still got a lot of quality over there, and uh, you know, in talking with their coach the other day, he said when he looked at their schedule, he he said he would have been happy with a one and three start, and they're four and zero. Oh. They've managed to, to to squeak out three really tight wins against Laurelville and Ascension Episcopal and Open Catholic High. So, um, you know, they've got a great leader with the quarterback. And he's a great athlete, and he's not the only thing they've got, but uh, he's definitely what makes them go. Yeah, you know, uh, again. Uh second year in a row vc has gone through the top uh, what is considered the top of uh two-way district lorville catholic high and ascension episcopal uh, so obviously they're doing something right there all right and then uh uh the coach brajon over there does a great job they do a great job offensively and they give you a lot of things to prepare for so uh not only is it a challenge for what the talent that they have but they do a great job of scheming you up and uh and for forcing you to defend a lot of different things. What do you think has been the key? And, and you mentioned, and, and Coach uh, Terry Martin over at Lorville mentioned, too, their low numbers, uh, but yet still being able to do what they're doing. Well, you know, when kids uh, have a lot of success like they did last year, make, making it all the way to the state finals, you know, they get this, uh, the belief factor that, uh, you know, we're supposed to win when we're on the field. And, and apparently they've got that uh, still going over there. No doubt about it. So uh, what do you do to inspire your team uh, to do uh, similar things? Well, we're just trying to get better week by week. And, and you know, that's the thing we try to do. We try to win every day and, and get better every day that we're out there. And, uh, you know, this is definitely the toughest part of our schedule, this, this two-week stretch we have right here. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, going through these two, two games is going to force us to get better and and i think last week playing hansen forced us to get better you know uh but uh hopefully we'll get a few players back here in the next couple of weeks we've got still got some kids out with some concussion protocols and uh and then last night we played a jv game and had two two injuries back to back i've never seen anything like it first play of the game we had a young man get a dislocated elbow and sent his replacement in and he had a broken leg first two plays of the game never seen anything like it but uh so those are some of our backups we'll, we'll be a little bit shorthanded on uh 
on our replacements uh, going into this Friday night. Third uh, road game in a row, third of four uh, with Maryville uh, on the way next week. But how's your uh, team handle that situation? Well, you know, you'd rather play at home and and have you know a larger crowd. But uh, our fans have followed us. Uh, we had a good crowd last week against Hanson, and uh, I expect the same thing this Friday night over Vermilion Catholic. The the big test will be when we go up to Maryville the following week because it's about a two hour drive. But uh, uh, you know, I think we're handling it well, and then we'll get to finish the season with three, three games out of the last four at home. Did you guys have any weather issues there? I know in town uh, there were a couple. No. We we were driving as we drove up. Uh, our you know our weather app uh, gave us a, a warning that you know lightning was uh, in the area, but it wasn't close enough for us to ever have to do any delays or anything like that. And it and it completely missed us. I know a lot of the the teams in the, the New Iberia and Lafayette area had had a few delays. Understood. Any other uh, campus news you want to share? How are things going elsewhere? You know, cross country just uh, came back from Ruston last week, and they had a successful meet up there. Uh, volleyball is, is rolling right along and doing very well this season. I think we're right around number sixteen uh, with the volleyball team, so uh, made a lot of improvement uh, from last year to this year. All right, well, coach, appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back at it Saturday, and I'll look forward to checking in with you then uh, on your game against VC uh, this. Friday, and uh, you know, before I do let you go, uh, anything to note if fans are making that trip? Anything out of the ordinary? The VC? Yeah. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Everything's just a normal game. Gotcha. Again, appreciate you joining us. So we'll check in with you Saturday morning. Thank you, sir. Well, All right. Good you. luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Anyway, of course, uh, man, just taking on, uh, you know, uh, with that, uh, of course, not a – not a large squad that he has, but, uh, you know, those kids got out there and fight and put up a, a good game. Uh, of course, uh, playing one of the probably one of the better teams in southwest Louisiana, Class A classification. I think Bermegan Catholic, I read off yesterday, was the number two ranked team, uh, the Louisiana Sports Writers Association. Uh, so it would be a formidable opponent for the Bears uh, this coming, I believe that game is uh, Friday night. Yeah. So. Uh, with that, so uh, good luck to Coach Hudson, man. It's kind of tough too when your numbers are small, and then you get a couple kids hurt to, to hurt some of your depth, and uh, uh, that's just something uh, you have to deal with through the course of uh, high school football. Meanwhile, high school football, man, already week five, half the season is just about over, Jeff. With regards to uh, the regular season, of course, playoffs come in afterwards, and uh, there's some uh, there's some big games uh, this week, and. Uh, High school football uh, locally, uh, Karen Crow journeys to uh, New Iberia to take on the Yellow Jackets. That's going to be Kane Radio's uh, high school football game of the week. Meanwhile, other games uh, by local teams, Catholic High, which is uh, surging a little bit. Uh, they've beaten a couple of higher classification teams in the last few weeks, starting with Parkview Baptist, uh, then uh course uh beating uh other teams and a big win over uh the leesville team but uh catholic high is going to journey to Eunice to take on another bobcat team uh, they'd beaten uh, erath earlier this year so we'll see how the panthers do meanwhile westgate uh, will travel to shreveport to take on calvary baptist they already beat uh, evangeline uh let's see how they can do against uh, calvary baptist up there uh in the shreveport area Elsewhere, other local games, uh, Delcom, uh, trying to, we'll have Coach Artie Laosa on, uh, in the next segment. Uh, he's going to take his Delcom Panthers and travel to Westminster Christian, uh, this coming, uh, Friday night. Meanwhile, Lorville, 
uh, takes on the Greyhounds of Welsh. Uh, they'll travel up there for a game uh, uh, Friday night. So uh, we'll see how that all come into play. Meanwhile, Generette, who uh, is uh, 4-0 right now, they're going to find out their medal uh, this coming uh, Thursday night. They play as they journey to Morgan City to take on the Central Catholic in a big ball game uh, for the Generette Tigers as uh, – they look forward. I think uh, they got garnered some points in the rankings. They look to move up. Meanwhile, Abbeville will be at uh, West St. Mary over in Baldwin for another big game. Other games in the area uh, that we'll keep an eye on. Vinton's at Erath. Uh, with that, some uh, south side will be at Barb Lafayette. The Mighty Lions journey to uh, St. Martinville to take on uh, the Tigers in uh, an important game. Uh, other games in the area I'm looking at right now, Ascension Episcopal is at West St. John. That's over in the New Orleans area around Hanville, uh, Destrehan uh, area. Also uh, looking at other schools in our area for games. North Vermillion is going to entertain the Lagrange. The Lagrange Gators are going to journey to uh, North Vermillion to take them on. Opelousa says that Leesville, I'm interested to see how that game turns out. The Panthers handled uh, Leesville pretty well, 31-14 last uh, Friday night. Rain at Crawley. St. Thomas Moore will be in Denham Springs. They had a big win last week over Catholic High Baton Rouge in, in that uh, makeup. So uh, a lot of big high school games in the area, Jeff, and uh, hopefully you can uh, people can get out to see their high school teams and give them the support that they need. Uh, another big game uh, I overlooked, uh, too, is the Acadiana Wrecking Rams, who journey to Como to take on the Spartans in a big ball game. Southside-sided Barb. Kaplan at Beauchin. Turlings Catholic uh, with a big win last week over uh, Notre Dame of Crawley. They're going to be at Brobridge uh, to take on the Tigers. Uh, Notre Dame at Cecilia. That should be an, another interesting matchup. And Avoyles will be at Lafayette Christian. Uh, Lagrange, at, uh, as I mentioned, at North Vermilion. So a lot of big games in the area. Uh, we'll see how our local teams do in that regard. Uh, of course, our Kane Radio broadcast will uh, center around the Yellow Jackets as they're going to take on the Karen Crow Bears uh, in a big matchup. Let's see if uh, if we can't get Coach uh, on a winning track uh, right now. The Yellow Jackets have had it pretty tough playing <laughs> Really, to some of the top teams in uh, southwest Louisiana uh, opened up against Westgate, Sam Houston, Acadiana, and Southside. Karen Crow's next, and they're also highly ranked in the top ten in uh, classification 4A uh, with that. So uh, good luck to the Yellow Jackets, Coach Learman, uh, as they try to break through uh, with a big game against the Karen Crow Bears, uh, Jeff. Uh, before we head into our next segment, uh, don't and then, know. By the way, we look forward to talking to Coach Learman tomorrow. Yeah, yes, and uh, also uh, the uh, Kadiana Christian Lions uh, as Coach Olivier's team just uh, keeps on knocking them off. As uh, he won last week, was it forty-four to nothing? Yes. They won last Thursday night uh, in Generette mm-hmm. as they played that game. Yes, and they play Friday night this or Saturday actually. They play uh, Saturday uh, at uh, Southwest Louisiana. Okay, well, with that. Anyway, uh, just about ready for our next break here. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day Wednesday, September the 27th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with another high school football coach. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Road and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day Wednesday, September the 27th. And on the line with us is Delcom head football coach uh, Artie Laosa. Good morning, coach, and welcome to our show. Good morning. Thank you. Anyway, coach, uh, of course, uh, the uh, Panthers uh, last week took on uh, Lake Arthur and came up a little short in a 27-12 game. But uh, this week... I think you head uh, to Westminster, Christian, to play a ball game. You'll be on the road, uh, I do believe, uh, this coming uh, week. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about a synopsis of the game last week and then uh, your opponent this coming, uh, I do believe that game is Friday night, a little bit about uh, Westminster. Anyway, go ahead, Coach. Yeah, I tell you, uh, you know, Lake Arthur came in here and they, you know, mostly juniors and, and seniors, I think they had three sophomores on each side of the ball and uh, – of course, we have mostly sophomores and freshmen. We had three seniors on each side of the ball. So, you know, we knew we'd be up against a hard pass there. But I tell you, we took the lead uh, in the first half and almost recovered an onside kick, slipped right through our kids' hands out of bounds. That that would have been big. It was 12-6 to six at the time, and we went into halftime 14-12, uh, to 12, uh, down by two points. So we were feeling really good at halftime, and, Lake Arthur went up 20 to 12 and late in the world sometime in the fourth quarter, uh, we had a chance fourth down inside the 10, uh, and we threw a pass to a wide open receiver in the end zone and the young man just couldn't come up with the catch. And, uh, you know, that was our chance to potentially tie it. So, and, and Lake Arthur ended up scoring on the last play of the game to make it 27, 12, but our guys competed the whole time. Um, you know, they stuck in there and, and fought and and we couldn't have been more proud of of what they were able to do. We had a couple opportunities to, you know, get the ball on the on the uh, onside kick and then score there in the fourth quarter to potentially tie it and we just couldn't uh, couldn't convert on those, but uh we had our opportunities. We were in the game, we were competing and and you know, for for a young team like that, that was a, a big night uh last Friday night and uh 
you know, so it, it was a positive, a lot of, a lot of good things to build on. Coach, we've uh, talked about uh, your young team, and are you pleased with the way they've progressed? Uh, you know, we, we talk about exponential growth uh, often from week one to week two, but for younger players, too, uh, the growth, yeah, you hope, is kind of exponential. Oh, absolutely, and we've had some, some young guys step in the spots, and, you know, we had so so many young guys on our team that it took us until week three to really figure out who needed to be in what position, what best suited them and, and best suited the team. So we feel like we've got those pieces in place, and, and now we've got some continuity going. So, you know, hopefully here going forward, not not just individually, but as a unit offensively and defensively, we can we can start to see more and more progression. There you go. Coach, uh, give us an idea of what you're up against uh, this coming week. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Westminster, um, their offense looks looks pretty good on film. They have a kid who ran, only ran track last year, and he ran a sub-11 uh, uh, 100-yard dash or 100-meter dash. And, uh, you know, he, he's fast, and he's they're running back, and when he gets in the open field, nobody can catch him. Uh, they have a quarterback that also runs the ball fairly well. So, you know, we're going to have our hands full stop in their run game. Uh, they like to throw short screens, um, you know, and, and get the ball out on the perimeter to those wide receivers and make our defense run east and west. So, you know, we're, we're going to have our hands full in that regard. I'm hoping, you know, they're not quite a, as big and, and, and fast as Lake Arthur's defense, and we were able to move the ball as well last, last week. So I'm hoping we can execute and maybe keep the ball away from those guys on offense, and, and hopefully we can find ourselves in the game like we did last week. You know, I'm always confused. Uh, which Westminster team is this? The one in uh, South uh, Lafayette or uh, North Lafayette? In in Opelousas, North Opelousas, Lafayette. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that would even be out of Lafayette, come to think of it. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, again, uh, for folks who may want to make that trip, anything they need to know? No, you know, uh, Westminster has a nice little facility. There's no track, so everything's real close, kind of like a... Uh, a college field, so when you pack the stands, it's pretty exciting. There you go. Well, Coach, uh, anything else you want to add? Anything else going on on campus uh, there these days? Well, we had a um, we had a, a purple uh, volleyball game Monday for uh, Celie LeBlanc, who's a, a Delcom alumni who uh, she unfortunately lost her battle with cancer uh, earlier in this year, and uh, her family. She was a volleyball coach at Acadiana for a while and then at Ascension Episcopal, and her family put together a foundation and is awarding uh, scholarships to young volleyball players in the area for uh, Ascension Episcopal, Delcom, and, and another Acadiana school. Um, and so we had a, a, a game in her honor Monday night, and then one of our senior volleyball players was awarded a $5,000 scholarship. So that's just an amazing thing that, that that family's turning around and doing something for the community uh, out of their tragedy and their loss, you know. Absolutely. Coach, always a pleasure. Uh, appreciate you joining us on these Wednesdays, and we'll be back at it Saturday morning as well. Looking forward to checking in with you uh, Saturday morning, too. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Coach Artie Lauzo over at Delcom. Uh, again, 0-4, but, uh, you know, as long as they're seeing that growth, that development, uh, uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, I think you remember commenting he had, what, three seniors and uh, six juniors on his team. So, uh, 
you know, a lot of inexperience and a lot of young players, freshmen and sophomores playing. And I do believe even, uh, well, I think Coach Hudson even recall that he played a couple of eighth graders in uh, some of his games earlier this year. So, uh, boy, it's always nice when you see you have 15 or 16 seniors uh, in the, some of these smaller classifications uh, in that regard. So, Anyway, I uh, just saw some interesting uh, uh, little story here uh, with regards to NIL deals. And uh, in the meantime, uh, the funniest of NIL deals is yet to come as courtesy of, uh, anyway, the Iowa Pork Producers Association signed four Iowa State football players by the name of Miles Purchase, Tyler Moore, Tommy Hammond, and Caleb Bacon. And when you line up their last names combined to say, purchase more ham and bacon <laughs> with that. So, uh, they've got a picture here in this article with the, uh, with the, uh, uh I guess uh, the, uh, pork producers association, uh, pretty funny deal then, uh, Miles purchased Tyler Moore, Tommy Hammond, and, uh, Caleb Bacon. So when you purchase more ham and bacon, <laughs> you're in the, in the, uh, pork, uh, association, uh, in the meantime. You know, with that, you know, we talked about the passing of Brooks Robinson, just a legend uh, for the Orioles. And probably when you think about it, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, don't recall, but the Baltimore Orioles were the old St. Louis Browns who uh, played uh, in the National League from 1900 to uh, till 19. 19- 53 or 52 when they moved to Baltimore to become the Orioles and uh, were stable. Uh, uh, I think the Browns only won one pennant when they were in the uh, National League in St. Louis. They shared Sportsman Park with the Cardinals. I think the year they won their only pennant. As the Browns, they were in the National League? Yes. Uh, No, excuse me, the American League. I just made a a, a Freudian slip there. But uh, they uh they won their only pennant in 1944 during the war years and of all things took on the cardinals who won the pennant in the national league and played the world series they just had i don't even know if they changed dugouts uh when they played those games in sportsman's park the cardinals went on to win the series uh that particular year and of course that was when the legend pete gray played for the browns back in that day the one-armed outfielder for the uh, st louis browns who hit 235. I mean, if he was playing today, he'd be making millions of dollars uh, with a one-arm outfielder. Pete Gray hit 235 with one arm. I mean, I mean that, that's, that's amazing uh, just to think of it, too. That's why and you see, I remember seeing some of these golfers out there, uh, the late uh, Vic Delcom, who played a lot of golf, uh, swinging with one arm. So uh, just amazing. But Robinson played 23 seasons. With the Orioles, only team he ever played with, and uh, he's tied for the longest tenure with any team in Major League Baseball history. And, of course, I think uh, the other person who's tied with him is Carl Yastrzemski, who played with the Red Sox forever. Uh, it seemed like uh, Carl Yastrzemski started out in left field, then moved to first base in his later years uh, playing for the uh, – for uh for the uh, uh Red Sox. So uh meanwhile today um what we got here the US Open Cup is America's version of the FA Cup course pitting teams against each other. We also uh looking at Major League Baseball all 15 uh games tonight, all 30 teams in action. You know, only got five days left of uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, some big games too as teams still fighting for wild card spots. 
in that regard. So uh, elsewhere, would you believe it, Jeff? I know you're probably up tuned with this. The National Hockey League's preseason. They've got a few games today. The Sabres at the Maple Leafs, Kings at Golden Knights. So, uh, But the big one. Uh, Blackhawks tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, is that their first uh, preseason, preseason yeah, game? They started Monday or Tuesday uh, with preseason games. But uh, the Blackhawks' uh, first one tomorrow night, Connor Bedard. And then, of course, we got the Ryder Cup uh, up on us right now as the Ryder Cup uh, will be taking place. And uh, how's our our USA team uh, looking right now? Of course, we're taking on for years. It was the Ryder's Cup where Great Britain and the U.S. uh, played. uh, Then over the years, uh, they've expanded it to include uh, most of Europe now, if my memory serves me correctly, with the Ryder Cup. Is Is that right? Yeah, it's um, they expanded it from just uh, Great Britain to to all of Europe, you know, Spain, France, every every other country. In fact, it's played in Italy this year for the first time ever at uh, Simon Marco Golf Course. That's and it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like ten miles outside of Rome, and uh, they say they say that uh, on a clear day you could see St. Peter's Basilica from the really? golf course. Yeah, and uh, it, it ought to be interesting because. Uh, we know it's match play, one guy playing against another or two, two guys playing against two others, team, team play. And the, the golf course is one of those risk-reward-type golf courses where you can maybe drive a par four or, you know, easily hit a par five and two. So, uh, and, and the rough is real, real thick. It's a fescue rough, which uh, most Americans aren't used to playing in. But um, it, it's going to be fun to watch because, because of that. And I understand the 18th hole is almost 600 yards. Right, but there's a 155-foot elevation change. So, you know, that could be misleading. I'm not sure whether it's downhill or uphill. Oh, okay. You know? All if, right. If it's – Boxcar and I were talking about that on chip shots the other day. We we played in Hawaii. We played a 600-yard par five that he, both he and I could reach in two, and it was just straight down the hill. Like you number know? 10 at, in Augusta. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Number 10 at Augusta is – 485 yards long, but it's a par four because it's straight down here. You hit eight iron to the green, yeah. it looked like. But uh, I'm glad to see we got some some golf to watch in, in the midst of this uh, of our football season. You know, we, uh, we're always disappointed that the Ryder Cup and, and big events like this come up during football season because viewers want to want to watch football. We sure. all want to watch football, you know. And uh, But we get a little reprieve from golf because it's they so many hours behind us. You can have to get up early in the morning to watch it live yeah, if right. you choose to. You know? Do uh, how's, I know it? I remember y'all speaking about it on chip shots with uh, the strength of the U.S. team. Could it be a little bit better uh, uh, with that? Uh, you know, with the twelve is it sixteen players? Well, Box Club is alluding to the fact. Yeah, it's it's twelve players, but it, they might be sixteen. But you substitute. You can substitute. You know, but uh, uh, the the twelve players. Top to bottom, I think the United States is stronger. But uh, on the top, I think uh, the Europeans are stronger. You know, the top two or three, four, maybe so. And, and, and what's so interesting is it, it depends on how they pit them against each other. You know, and that's a guessing game. How you see them, you know, your, your number one player playing their number one player. Well, right. they might not both be number one players if you pick uh, somebody and in the middle of the pack. And it's a combination of things, best ball, uh, match play. Uh, so the, so on, th- on Friday, on Friday it'll be foursomes, which means no, Friday is best is full full ball, which it means uh, two ball, two players playing out their own ball and taking the best ball or the best score. And then uh, the next day is uh, round two is alternate shot, 
which they call foursomes, and then the final round is is individual play. Head up. Head up. That that's the most interesting, of course. You know. Yes. But uh, it it, it uh, the team play part. You know, the, the alternate shot and the full ball is. It's pretty interesting too because it uh, it is really a team thing. You That's, know right. I mean? That's right. That's <laughs> right. It, it's going to be interesting too. But Ryder Cup uh, three days uh, starting Friday up in Italy. Uh, if you want to watch it, how many? What's that? About a five hours uh, uh, difference. So two o'clock in the morning, you <laughs> got to like stay up to watch it or get up to watch it if you yeah. go to bed early. You want to watch it live? <laughs> That's right. Uh, Teddy Slime, right. our PGA Thank professional, uh, chip shots every Monday at five o'clock to six on here on Kane Radio. In the meantime, it's time to. Take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, September 27th. We'll be back with a little bit more along with Today in Sports History right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Road. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Wednesday hump day, uh, September the 27th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Of course, uh, just some some little quick headlines. Stewie wins the MVP. That's Brianna Stewart won an incredible close race. For the women's NBA MVP, hours later, of course, uh, both New York and Vegas won playoff games to inch closer to the finals. Meanwhile, uh, Jets news, quarterback news, uh, Jets signed former Saint uh, Trevor Simeon. As questions swirl around Zach Wilson and Colin Kaepernick wrote a letter asking the team to, uh, to consider signing him to the practice squad. Interesting, uh, Colin Kaepernick, after he went through his ordeal, uh, just uh, people have shot away from him. Uh, at one time, I thought he was a tremendous quarterback uh, uh, for the 49ers. And, uh, of course, the issues that he got into uh, created some um, problems for him. But in the meantime, uh, probably still uh, – 
uh, are worth taking a look at at least uh, elsewhere. Well, I'll say this, and, and you know, I said this in 2016. He was a backup quarterback. The only reason he was, uh, I mean, he was taking a knee as a backup quarterback, and he did get into the starting lineup because of an injury to the starter. I, I forget who was starting for San Francisco at that point, but this is a guy who was not necessarily a top-tier quarterback at the time, and now seven years later, while I, I think he could have kicked around the league as a backup quarterback for many years, or maybe he could have uh, got back to his uh, original strength uh, when he did take his team to a Super Bowl, uh, lost a tough one, uh, bad second half in New Orleans, but um, he definitely got a raw deal, but at the end of the day, he was not a starting quarterback when uh, he exited the league. Yeah, he. Uh, anyway, uh, he's looking for a job. He's been trying. Uh, just at one time, we heard news that he may be. Uh, uh, I'm sure he had tryouts with teams over the years, but uh, hadn't been uh, picked up yet. Meanwhile, an Ohio scandal. An Ohio high school football coach has resigned after his players repeatedly used the term Nazi. You know, uh, Peyton. Uh, uh, Manning used that uh, term, or Omaha, Omaha. Uh, well, this high school team was using nasty. The price uh, play comes in, the play call against a team from a predominantly Jewish town. And uh, they were uh, hacked on about that. So uh, Coach resigns with that. Uh, of course, he's got control telling those kids to use another term. Anyway, in the meantime, in the WNBA. Oh, I'm sure they were coached to use that term. Yeah, that's right. And uh, just um, uncalled for. Anyway, in WNBA, a little more news and expansion. The Warriors are uh, close to bringing a WNBA franchise to the Bay Area, as uh, multiple reports are talking about. So uh, with that, anyway, uh, with that, of course, uh, today in sports history uh, brings up a few things here. Of course, September the 27th, back in way back in 1914, the Cleveland uh, Indians second baseman, Nap Lawajaway, collects his 3,000th hit. I think he was a... The uh, first or se- uh, second man, I think, to collect 3,000 hits, I think Ty Cobb or possibly uh, the old shortstop uh, for the Pirates, Honest Wagner, might have been the first for 3,000 hits. Also in this day, in 1919, Boston Red Sox uh, slugger Babe Ruth, that's right, hit his record 29th homer with a three- third-inning blast to defeat the Senators 7-5 to uh, 29 homers probably led the league. I'm not so sure 29 homers would have beaten uh, most major league teams at the total amount of homers uh, each team hit. Also in this date, 1921, my favorite Tarzan, Johnny Weissmuller, sets the first of two world records in the 100-meter and 150-meter freestyle events at the AAU Nationals. Uh, Elsewhere in this date, 1923, New York Yankee, Lou Gehrig, hits his first of 493 home runs, of course, I really believe if Gary had uh, contacted uh, ALS, he would have uh, hit uh, well into the 500s or more. Elsewhere in this date, 1930, uh, Hack Wilson uh, hits two homers to give him a record, NL record at the time of 56 home runs. Uh, also in this date, 1930, U.S. amateur champ Bobby Jones scores an 8-7 to win over Eugene V. Homans to win his fifth national amateur title and clinch golf's Grand Slam. Of course, golf's Grand Slam back then was the U.S. Uh, amateur, the British amateur, the British Open, and the U.S. Open. 
And Bobby Jones uh, accomplished that feat. Elsewhere in this date, 1931, the closest batting race uh, in National League history, uh, Cardinals' Chick Hafney had a point three four eight eight nine beat uh, the Giants. Bill Terry had a three four eight six one in the closest batting title ever in Major League Baseball. Also in this date, 1931, Lou Gehrig commits, uh, completes his sixth straight season playing in every game. Of course, we all know Gehrig went on to play 2,130 games over his career. Elsewhere in this date, 1935, the Cubs win their 21st consecutive game and clinch the National League pennant on this date. Elsewhere in 1936, the Boston Redskins, of course the future Washington Redskins and the Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, play one of only four penalty-free games in NFL history. Of course, uh, Boston uh, won the game at Ebbets Field, all places, 14-3. to Also in this date, 1936, first baseman, Walter Alston plays in his only major league game for the St. Louis Cardinals. Of course, Walter Alston uh, ended up managing the Dodgers for 23 years, winning, I think, four or five uh, uh, World Series. Elsewhere in this date, in 1942, the New York Giants beat the Washington Redskins 14-7. to The key? The Giants didn't make a first down that day. Elsewhere in this date, in 1950, heavyweight champion Ezra Charles defeats Joe Lewis in 15 rounds at Yankee Stadium. Of course, uh, Joe Lewis went on to maybe fight one or two more fights. I think uh, Rocky Marciano beat him in one, and not sure about the others. But uh, uh, Joe Lewis, one of the great heavyweight champions of uh, the boxing era. Also in this date, 1961, Sandy Koufax sets the NL strikeout record. You ready? 269 strikeouts. Of course, he goes on to set the record in the National League. He had 382 strikeouts one year. Nolan Ryan uh, holds the record in the American League with 383, one more than Koufax. Uh, on this date, 1964, during the Phillies' collapse, despite three home runs from Johnny Callison, the Phillies are uh, 14-8 losers to the Braves. Of course, they lost their big lead uh, in 64, the collapse of the Phillies. Gene Mark still takes a lot of that heat for that with the uh, Phillies. Elsewhere on this date, 1967, the Phillies again. Jim Bunning, you know, who ended up being a former United States senator, ties the National League record of five. He lost five one nothing games that year, uh, Jim Bunning did. Elsewhere in this date, 1987, Atlanta Braves' Phil Necro makes his final major league appearance as he surrenders five runs in three innings against the San Francisco Giants. Also in this date, 1987, the scabs come out as the National Football League's player strike begins in the United States in that regard, and it lasted uh, for about three weeks, maybe uh, three and a half until players start breaking the lines. Elsewhere in this date, in 2006, Boston Red Sox honor former player Johnny Pesky that day and officially naming Fenway Park's right field foul pole the Pesky Pole as he hit it many a times. Also on this date in 2008, Greg Maddox, who wins his final start of his career in uh, game uh, number 355 in his illustrious career. Uh, birthdays today, born on this day way back in 1934, Dick Schaap. Uh, Dick Schaff, the Emmy Award-winning sportscaster uh, and journalist, uh, author, Bo Knows Bo, Instant Replay, born in Brooklyn, New York. Of course, Dick Schaap passed away way back in 2001. Also in this date, 1949, born on this date, uh, Mike Schmidt of the uh, Phillies, Hall of Fame third baseman, World Series MVP in 80, uh, MVP of the league in 80 and 81 and 86, 12-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove winner, Third base, born in Dayton, Ohio. 
passing away on this date, uh, Babe Diedrichson Saharis, who I think was the greatest female athlete that ever lived to this day, all-around athlete. She won 10 LPGA majors. Uh, she was an Olympic gold medalist in the 80-meter hurdles, also a gold in the javelin, dies of colon cancer and uh, at 45 years of age. And uh, she was just an amazing athlete. Uh, have her Hall of Fame or... I guess uh, right there when you pull in the I-10 when you cross the bridge in Beaumont. Anyway, also uh, on this day passing away in uh, 1984, John Facenda, the American sportscaster, NFL action. His voice uh, just uh, dies at 72. Uh, just a great voice uh, for uh, television. Also uh, also passing away on this date, the great uh, running back from SMU, Doak Walker, passing away on this date in 1998, uh, both a college and a pro, pro football Hall of Famer, won the Heisman in 1948, pro bowler, first-team all-pro, and they also named the college uh, – uh, top running back in college football each year, the Doak Walker Award. He died from a skiing accident and injuries at 71. Also passing away on this date, uh, just a great uh, football player, Hall of Famer, quarterback, kicker, AL championship game, MVP in 1661, George Blanda, uh, first team All-NFL, four times uh, AFL All-Star. He also played with the Bears, too, back in the day. Of course, a Kentucky All-American for Bear Bryant back in the late 40s. Uh, of course, I remember uh, George Blanton was older than than Madden, who coached the Raiders back in the day. And, uh, of course, he played with the Oilers and Raiders. He died at 83 years of age. Also, quote of the day uh, by Dick Schaap. He said, I wanted to be a sports writer because I love sports, but I could not hit a curveball, make the jump shot, or tackle the opposing ball carrier. Dick Schaap, uh, one of the fine sports journalists, uh, to work ESPN for many years until his death back in 2001. Anyway, Jeff, that's today in sports history.